95.1 The Peak. It is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. He is our member of Parliament from Simcoe Gray. We say hello to Terry Dowdle. Terry, good morning to you. Good morning, John. Good morning, Mel. Uh, great, as always, to uh, have the opportunity to chat with you and uh, all your listeners. Of course, uh, uh, the house on a bit of a summer break. That doesn't mu- Not much of a break for you. You've been busy, busy uh, just keeping up with events. Well, there's uh, all kinds of events uh, uh, in the summer, for sure. I was uh, Blue Mountain had uh, their 85th anniversary rotary on the on the weekend. That was fantastic to get to, and as everyone knows, how important rotary is and what they do in the communities. Mm. Uh, uh, certainly was uh, well attended and a great event. And yeah, lots of events, lots of uh, lots of birthdays, lots of anniversaries, and, and a lot of business meetings. And today, I'm excited to go once again um, to. Uh, as well up there in Collingwood, Jan Trude and, and her team are hosting another another golf tournament for uh, Tim Hortons. And uh, we're out there today, which I'm excited to do. So we're playing at Blue Mountain Golf and Country Club. And once again, they've chose a, an organization. And this year they're doing Eat Well to Excel, um, which is Simcoe County Nutritional Program uh, for school-age children. So there's a lot of them. I know times are tough and, and things are expensive, and they just want to help out and make sure that people have the opportunity to eat healthy. Uh, in the local schools, so I'm um, excited about that and looking forward to seeing lots of people out there supporting a fantastic cause. Uh, let's get into some of the stuff. I know you haven't had a chance to talk about much of this, uh, you know, with your colleagues and your party, but I just want to run some things by you. The Governor General apparently spent $3 million in travel in her first year in office. What's your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, quite frankly, probably like like yourself, John, and uh and Mel is a little bit shocked at that number. I think, especially now with with the way things are, I think all of us, um, you know, are, are you know really looking at what we're doing and what we're spending. And when you hear that kind of amount of money, um, it, it is a lot of money. They certainly have a role to play, and I think it's important uh, in in their role. But when you see those type of numbers and some of the luxuries that uh, have come out and, and the expenses for some of those things, you just wonder uh, whether or not it. it it might be a little bit too much, and I think we just got to look at look at how we're spending. And and we got to set an example, quite frankly. I think sometimes, and especially during during this this period of time, because uh, that's what we're hearing. You know, Canadians are are having a tough time, and, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better at this particular moment of time. So certainly shocked, and I think I think uh, um, ho- ho- hopefully that uh, you know they'll see that, and with the publicity and like you're bringing up today, that people will. Um, you know, in the organization will change and be a little bit wiser uh, with with tax dollars. Uh, let's uh, also talk about something that's bugging Mel and I and, oh, yes. and all of our colleagues. Uh, that, of course, is the fact that every time uh, Canadian radio stations and news agencies post on on Meta, it uh, it gets taken down or gets uh, blocked. Um, this is, and, and we're now seeing some serious ramifications in terms of getting information out in the West Coast during the, the, the wildfires. What's your thoughts on this and what, what the nation should do to, to, to figure out this issue? Well, first of all, it was, uh, you know, that we're at this spot is, is kind of unfortunate. And I think, uh, you know, cert- certainly I, I can tell you that there was a lot of things that were highlighted prior to this bill passing. It seemed to be uh, rushed through. Um, certainly you don't want to see any large company, you know, dictating uh, things that are important here in Canada, but but really, quite frankly, uh, some of these these issues were kind of highlighted at a particular moment when they put the bill through. I think they could have waited 
uh, a little longer, had a little more conversation uh, with with those companies and, and how it will affect um, you know here in Canada. But I certainly uh, you know for a lot of a lot of the news outlet out there, and, and for a lot of them, I, as long as really go direct if you can, if if you happen to know, I know it's not the same, but like even every every station pretty well hopefully has some form of uh, way to uh, to link some of the information. But at this particular moment in time, it's terrible with everything going in, in their country. Um, you would hope that perhaps the companies um, would, you know, maybe 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 even make a break for now. <laughs> Uh, during this particular moment in time, but basically it won't change now until we're back in the house because it's it's been passed as, as law. So um, you know, I'm willing to go back early if if it means to uh, uh, change or change the bill or, or adjust the bill and per- perhaps more input. Um, but it's you know, for me, it's another example that I've seen since I've been sitting there since 2019. Often bills are getting passed that uh, certainly aren't aren't getting studied you know, as closely as they should. And a lot of times they're not listening to the organizations that, that it's affecting. And I certainly want to make sure, you know, that uh, local local news is, is extremely important and we can never lose that because that's where we find out uh, all the information and keeps everybody up to date with those things that are important from, you know, all, all, all walks of life. Absolutely. Another thing um, that's in contention and many people uh, upset about or just unable to find when it comes to housing, the housing crisis, whether it's, you know, affordability of housing or just unable to afford what they have. Uh, And a report came out about different levels of government and who's to blame. Because, of course, when when something like this happens, you're always trying to look at the root cause, right? Right. Where is the solution? And 40 percent of respondents pointed the finger at the federal government. Uh, What do your thoughts on that well i think uh quite frankly that it's it's a combination of of all levels when it becomes to you know the responsibility uh, of you know where we're at today I, I think from municipal perspective uh you know sometimes the red tape and the length of time i you know you hear that but i agree the federal government for the most part um with with the immigration numbers that that we're seeing um, and, and we need immigration. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but with the numbers that we're seeing, we can't build uh, quick enough um, the the infrastructure that's needed to do those those housing projects. So you look at uh, Collingwood, or, or and certainly down to the bottom of my riding down in New Tecumseh when it comes to the infrastructure of, of water, especially but sewer, both of them, uh, they're not there, and it's going to take years for them to get up to speed in order to have, you know, the capacity for all these towns along the way, Clearview, uh, tied in, and uh, even ASAP going forward, they're going to have to come up with some new new ideas. But uh, it takes years to get those projects through, and we're bringing in, you know, up to up 500,000, up to a million, depending on, on the year, and uh, we're just not there, and, and it's just going to continue to be a problem until we can address the timelines. And also the funding the, the, and the federal government, from my perspective, we can't have too many people working on something or it just becomes discussion and we don't actually get any of the shovels in the ground. So the federal government gets the lion's share of the taxes. There's no doubt about it, over 50%. We need to be uh, quicker for those uh, those towns and townships that are actually uh, doing the work to make sure that they have that capacity available. And uh, it's a major, major problem. We're, we're way behind, way behind, like years behind, and uh, unfortunately, I think just the way it is now that uh, 
the timelines. I know many municipalities put applications is hoping for funding. Their fingers are crossed. They have no idea. So I think we need a better way to ensure those municipalities uh, and the province, the ones that are actually going to solve this problem, because nobody knows better than the people in the community what's important. And, uh, you know, Ottawa knows best isn't always the best way, but certainly from a financial perspective, I think that's uh, that's what we should be focusing on. And, and we are, for sure, the federal government. Uh, it's it's because of the influx of, of individuals that we have here that, you know, we don't, we're not up to speed. And that, that when you talk about the infrastructure, then you go to the provincial level as well. Schools, where, you know, I've got all kinds of issues. It's not my field to play in. They need up, updates. And then, uh, again, like getting doctors and nurses, things like that, uh, are certainly a huge problem in our area. So uh, we... <laughs> Everyone, I think, has a little bit of blame, but uh, I think the, the really the feeder or the, the that's causing the you know the the urgency is, is the federal government and just how many new people want to come and live in our country. Terry Dowdle is our MP for Simcoe Gray. Thanks so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. Okay, have a great day. Hopefully, the weather stays great. You're li-